0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I am Joe Dorowski. And joining us is returning co-founder of the Protagonist podcast, Todd Mack. Welcome back, Todd. It's a pleasure to be here. This is our seventh annual Christmas special, Christmas special 2021. Here we are. Can you believe it's been seven years, Todd?
1: I cannot. You just told me just before we came on that we've, this is our seventh year, and that blows my mind. I don't think I've ever done anything for seven
2: years in my whole life. and uh, can I tell you guys real quick that makes me realize something because generally speaking we do seven picks for each year correct in that ballpark yeah so that means because this year does have a special combo film title this will be each of your 50th and that means it is a hundred (laughs) pitches from you guys collectively wow which
1: is one year, not even one
2: year of Hallmark movies. <laughs> no, they make like like Hallmark and Lifetime each make like 50 yeah. a year.
0: Now, I've got a little surprise thanks to listener Megan, who messaged me today, not knowing that we were recording our Christmas special for this year today, but she messaged me about our Christmas specials of the past. She says that she will go back and listen, which delights me to no end, that there is someone who will re-listen <laughs> re- to our Christmas specials. That uh, makes, makes my day. Makes it all worth it. Um, but she said that there is a Christmas movie based on a book that is very similar to our plot of A Custom Mary, back from our very first Christmas special. <laughs> Your Custom Mary, not mine. Uh, uh, yes, yes, that one. I can't (laughs) And certainly not the actual plot for Custom Mary that Andrew read off.
2: (laughs) I mean, we knew there was a movie that had been
0: made for that. Right. Uh, Yeah, the the actual one was something about cloning. Right, Mary? Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, which was kind of similar to mine, which was about uh, space
0: travel. So I went and looked up that original summary actually went and looked up all ours. I I've definitely gotten a little lengthier in my summaries than what we had back in the day. So I'm just gonna read off my original summary for the customary back in 2015. Joseph is an artisanal wood furniture maker from a small town in the Midwest who once enjoyed hand-carving unique nativity sets. However, when his wife dies during the holiday season, he vows to never carve a nativity again. Noelle, an independent woman with a fast-track career in New York City, ignores the holidays except for setting out a hand-carved nativity set her father gave her. When the merry figure from her nativity breaks, Noelle and her mom seek out the artist who originally carved it to make her another one. At first, Joseph refuses, but will Noelle be able to rekindle his Christmas spirit and will a more personal spark develop between Joseph and Noel. Yes, yes, it will. Leading into the, uh, yes, oh, definitely, (laughs) the Hallmark (laughs) formula uh, with with that one. And uh, Megan sent uh, a link to a little page about the Christmas miracle of Jonathan Toomey. It doesn't have a great summary on this Wikipedia article, but it includes a description from a newspaper review that calls it the story of a gloomy woodcutter who gradually recovers his ability to find joy in life. And it is based on a book called The Christmas Miracle of Jonathan Toomey by uh, Susan Wojcikowski and illustrated by P.J. Lynch and was adapted into a British film uh, that was written and directed by Bill Clark. So it seems like there is some overlap between my (laughs) because it's about a woodcutter
1: and Christmas
0: well, I, I would imagine like she she seemed uh, listener Megan seemed to have uh, actually been able to track down the book and read it and said it's very similar to what wow. I had pitched there.
1: So. so when was it? When was it written?
0: Ninety uh, five, definitely. I was the one who plagiarized oh, them. Okay. okay, okay, okay. unknowingly yeah. plagiarized Unknowing. an existing. Right. Yeah, I feel like we probably unknowingly
1: plagiarized a few things. I may have unknowingly plagiarized one of our previous <laughs> stories.
0: So I would <laughs> maybe uh, that previous story <laughs> this year. <laughs> I no, actually not went exactly. and like copied all my previous summaries and I realized in two different years I made up like a new holiday streaming service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah with, with with different names. Like, oh I I did not realize I went to that well twice. I, 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 I only, come up with this year.
2: I only remember Cinehala Flix Plus. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> one we mentioned in this year's uh
0: offerings.
2: You're, gonna, you're gonna keep the streaming service going. Yeah.
0: So for any listeners who are listeners who are not familiar with our Christmas special, every year producer Andrew submits a list of seven and sometimes eight titles for existing Christmas movies. And it used to be that he would scrounge for just interesting-sounding titles, um, often of older ones that maybe we had never seen. But because of the absolute machine that is Hallmark and Hallmark-related or inspired films coming from every streaming service and every channel, it seems, there are so many new Christmas movies every year. Andrew, you just look at the list of upcoming Christmas specials on on, on TV now and just cherry-pick some names from those ones.
2: Yeah, I'd say for the last three or four years, it's just been... Oh, this is the current list. I'm not. I'm not looking back. I'm. Yeah. I'm only looking forward. <laughs> so then, Todd and I will look over
0: the list of names of Christmas specials we have never watched, and we will each compose a plot based solely on that name. That is our inspiration. Then we read off our summaries to producer Andrew, and he chooses which one he would rather watch. But he will also reveal the original plot, the actual plot of uh of of the special. And occasionally, if neither of ours is tickling his fancy, he will he will choose the original plot tin, and no point is awarded to Todd or myself. Break our hearts. <laughs> That's always rough.
2: Um, uh. <laughs> and can I say I'd say at this point, there's been some traditions that have developed for the two of you in the pitches that you're going to make. I'd say there's some things that like we can anticipate seeing. Would you, would you like to know the things that I'm anticipating?
0: I would love to. I I, I want to know what uh, tropes I have developed in my own Christmas themed pitches.
2: So, and I think I've talked about this before. Joseph fairly consistently, instead of writing a pitch, will write a retrospective, a fake retrospective about a Rankin Bass stop motion <laughs> Christmas special. I didn't go there this time, but I know I've done that before (laughs) at least once. And I'm pretty sure two or three times. Um, And uh, I will admit, I leaned into this this time. There will be something in which one or both of you take the opportunity to produce a series of Christmassy names for something. I may be going there this time. (laughs) Uh, Todd will do something that is. Like very, very much not the Hallmark. Movie, it'll be some sort of Spanish inspired adventure, either Spain or Mexico. uh, We've had both, (laughs) yes. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other particular features.
1: Every year, I try to get you to bite on a Christmas documentary.
2: And it always <laughs> trice, trice I was about, about to say that one. Todd the documentary I about, about that. <laughs> You're it's you're, never up, you're absolutely correct. But yes, the, the traditional Christmas documentary. And then and then I will say, and for listeners, if you've listened to the end of the episodes, you'll know about this. Todd usually drops some gag that means we have to cut out about five minutes of laughter Just, from, I, I from will the, break the, the length some of, of the Todd's. episode.
0: The, the way you do a setup and then the nail the punchline, I
2: definitely break. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Andrew needs to cut my laughter.
2: Yeah, so Todd, <laughs> Todd will do a fantastic <laughs> break. setup and and punchline. And it'll, it'll take Todd two or three rounds to actually get through. I don't know if I really reading. have any of those today. We'll see. Year, so there's a, the horse, There's a few, really? a, a, a couple classic bits that we can be hoping for this year. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we always begin with Andrew flipping a
2: random object to decide who will go first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Todd, uh, is my phone going to land face up or face down? Face down. It is face up. So, Joe, you get to select uh, the title and then uh, and then you get to choose whether well, essentially you'll go first. Yeah, I I just get to choose from our our title options. Should should I give the, you guys the rundown of all the titles? Yeah, why don't you give a, a little tease to the listeners of what's coming their way. All right. So the the list for this year includes It Takes a Christmas Village, Candy Cane Candidate, Maps and Mistletoe, The Santa Stakeout, which premiered in October. By the way, <laughs> um The Christmas House 2, Deck Those Halls, The Nine Kittens of Christmas, and our special double feature, Sister Swap, A Hometown Holiday, and Sister Swap, Christmas in the City.
0: I worry we may have the same plots on
2: some of these. (laughs) We're going to find out. (laughs) How how could anyone possibly come up with a different plot based on this title? The title's kind of led (laughs) us along on a few of these.
0: So... I'm always torn when I get to choose first, if I want to like take one of my, the ones that I feel is really strong. Like I, I really do like my, my summary and try and get that early lead insurmountable as it may be. Or do I want to end strong and uh, maybe, maybe do the ones that I'm just like, I'm not, I don't feel like I quite nailed this. I think I'm going to take that second route and I'm going to begin us with, it takes a Christmas village.
1: Mm.
0: I hopefully Andrew was wowed by this, but uh, I don't have my fingers crossed. (laughs) So it takes a Christmas village. One Christmas when Eve was a little girl, she stayed at her grandma's house. She remembers imagining that on Christmas Eve, she shrunk down and went inside her grandma's Christmas village set. And the little figurines came alive and she had a magical night anticipating Christmas with them. Now an adult Eve has lost her Christmas spirit. When staying at her grandma's for the holidays, she cynically wonders why her grandma even goes to the trouble of putting out all these Christmas decorations. There's the skating pond, a Dickensian Scrooge counting house, a festive police station, and what must be a very cold Ferris wheel, and also an old timey five a dime store and an ice cream shoppy and a train station.
2: <laughs> that shoppie? night,
0: S H O P P E. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Eve wakes up in the Christmas village again. The townspeople recognize her from her childhood. She realizes what she thought was a memory of her imagination or even a dream was what really happened to her. She soon learns that as a child, she only left the village on Christmas morning because she believed in the magic of Christmas. If she can't rekindle her belief in Christmas, she won't be leaving the Christmas village on Christmas morning.
2: Whoa. Wait, wait. She's trapped in the <laughs> Christmas village oh, yeah. unless She's she totally can trapped. believe in Christmas again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then yeah, it. Despite, Despite being Alice in Wonderland like trapped. <laughs>
0: Within within
2: a magical scope.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to take a whole lot for her to say, wait, there must be something to the magic of Christmas because (laughs) I am tiny and these little figurines are alive and that Christmas pharaoh's wheel is actually turning.
2: Magic has just happened to me. I I have to believe in magic (laughs) to get away from it.
0: Look, it's uh, these plots aren't always going to be uh, cons- you know worried about how many twists and turns they're logically be to the consistent. Line. We need to mm-hmm. see the finish line sometimes from the beginning, and I think we know where this one's going.
1: OK. Mm-hmm.
0: And some of the joy is uh, just just that comfort of knowing there's, there's going to be like a, a little a little Christmas message here at the end of this.
1: OK. Mine is a little different. Okay, this is one I was worried we were going to be very similar. No, uh, I when I heard you start, I thought, man, why didn't I think of that story? And then when I heard you finish, I thought, I'm really glad I didn't write that story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Merle, see how I just did that? Merle is, uh, I think that's a name that we actually oh, have I, not
0: used. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, getting it now. Frankincense and Mur. gotcha, yes. Mur, Mur. Merle. Yeah, I used Eve and 100% I've used Eve every single year. Well, I have a Joseph that's a carpenter. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay, Merle is an old (laughs) carpenter. Merle is an old carpenter who lives alone in a house in the woods. He has been nearly completely cut off from the world since losing his wife in a car accident in which he was
0: driving drunk. Okay, you told me mine was too dark, that she was going to be trapped (laughs) in a Christmas village. (laughs)
1: His children, all adults, refuse to have anything to do with him, and Merle, feeling unworthy of their forgiveness, withdraws into his own world. Torn up by the grief of what happened to them, the children not only grow distant from their father, but distant from each other as well. When Merle hears of this, he decides to try to bring them back together by building different parts of a Christmas village and sending them to the different members of the family, a post office to one, a bank or an ice rink or a lamppost or a shoppy. To another. (laughs) At first, the children don't understand what the gifts mean or who is sending them, but then they start to realize that the gifts will only make sense when they are all together. And they recognize in the beautiful craftsmanship the loving hands of their grieving father. In the end, the family comes together and they make peace with Merle, realizing that while it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a
0: Christmas village to heal a broken heart. Oh, you just gave us the Christmas little moral Aesop style (laughs) right there
2: um okay so before what's the the real plot (laughs) well should i should i declare a winner first or go for the real plot
0: let's hear the real real one let the uh
2: let the suspense really build up to a roiling you know boil here okay the the authentic plot of it takes a christmas village and in fact in fact as i've copied and pasted it says official description that was what was listed on the website that I pulled this from official description Colin. in order to make the town's Christmas market a reality. Mayor Alex Foster must convince the reclusive Darcy Hawkins to loan out his family's historic mill, which is no easy task thanks to a long running family feud. But as Alex slowly chips away at Darcy's frosty exterior, their feelings grow beyond the interest of the town, leading this unlikely duo to the prospect of love.
1: Hmm. An unlikely duo being led to the prospect of love. Who could have possibly imagined?
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> uh the the winner's Todd for this one. because uh, I, I think <laughs> I I salted the soil of my own <laughs> my own pitch. <laughs> salt. yeah, yeah, this was my opening revelation. This might be my weakest one. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I think Todd's was... was really excellent i can picture it's like oh and he like he sends them the piece of the village that doesn't necessarily correspond to them it corresponds to one of their siblings so they have to be like did should this be yours you know like they they have to reach uh-huh. out to each other
1: yes um yes
0: so I, mean, I, I think you could visualize a lot of mine too if you tried. i i can't <laughs> if like, you need to get a little like,
1: kleenex now and wipe a little tear from your eye it's okay
2: jo- joseph I don't think that this is going to be your weakest one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I thought yours was like pretty fun. It's like, Oh, all right. Like some magical realism and you get to do fun little visuals with, you know, big and small space and, you know, tiny people is a fun, it's a fun game. I probably should have
0: highlighted those elements instead of saying, yeah, I don't know about this one guys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Todd, why don't you tell us
2: your weakest one? Why okay, you, uh, I will, <laughs> but, but, but wait, wait, wait a little before you read it off. Realistically, Joseph, that you know, that could have that had potential to win a round, you know, it wasn't, yeah. uh, I mean, it I may have won that. this next
1: round. <laughs> uh, okay, the nine kittens of Christmas is simply a YouTube compilation. Of nine hilarious cats doing hilarious Christmassy cat things, I dare you not to laugh. <laughs> That's it. How, how long is it? How long is the comp- h- compilation? Yeah, yeah. Like it's a. Uh, it it's hours? an hour. Oh no, it's, <laughs> it's just like it's a good solid hour.
0: <laughs> what? What you <laughs> know nine, that you've seen nine these videos segments of of kittens climbing hour, the God. Christmas
2: tree or tiptoeing through a Christmas village or <laughs> so it, it, it's only <laughs> nine cats for one hour.
1: Yeah, but so... I mean, one cat is enough to give you. It's not. It's not only nine things. It's just nine different cats doing a hundred different things that are funny. They're right. Christmassy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I me, mean, the, 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 you got the the snow village that you can play with. You've got the oh, don't
0: tell me about snow villages. <laughs> Uh, oh but, that, that but, was a big that was a big third act uh tension was was the cat coming the cat across
1: coming uh, from, Yeah <laughs>
2: the snow uh, village it's in, a cross that a would be, uh, that would be hilarious wouldn't it? But, but yeah, so you have you have the cat that you know jumps at the Christmas tree and you have a cat that's playing in wrapping paper and ribbons and you have the cat tiptoeing stuck across
0: in, t- stuck in a stocking
2: Yeah stuck and, and <laughs> tiptoeing tiptoeing across the Christmas <laughs> village. One of them's getting into the food I can't Seriously, I can, go just, go to YouTube and just thing. look
1: funny cat video and watch thirty seconds and tell me that you would not watch much much more of that, especially
2: if it was Christmas related.
0: I would do that right now, but Andrew does not want me to open another tab. <laughs> this is very you. true. Um, okay, well that's my that's my pitch for nine kittens of Christmas.
2: I'll admit I have seen some videos and I've I've lingered on videos of people who like set up an obstacle for their cat to see like. Okay, is the cat going to clear this stack of toilet paper when it jumps over it in the hallway? Yeah, and it's it's somewhat entertaining. <laughs> it's more
1: than somewhat entertaining. I'm not I'm even not, a cat guy, mildly, but I am can't person. <laughs> All right, but I love uh, I love watching cats do funny things, jumping <laughs> when they jump and miss, it just kills me.
0: <laughs> All right, my nine kittens of Christmas is an animated Christmas special in a world where everyone is cats. Instead of Santa Claus, it's Santa Paws. People <laughs> greet each other by saying, Meowy Catmas. They listen to White Christmas <laughs> sung by Bing Crosby. They read a Christmas carol by Charles
2: Kittens. <laughs> wait, wait, also wait. Read was the Gift that, of the Magi was that, by... Was oh, that or, Charles sorry. Kittens?
0: Yeah, Charles Kittens. Oh my gosh. Uh, the Gift of the Magi by O'Hareball. And they, they hang histletoe by the door, and they set out spaying new cracker figu- figurines around their house. <laughs> In this cat-themed world, there's an emergency, though. Santa's entire team of cats that pull his sleigh have been catnapped by Ebenezer Poodle. <laughs> Santa needs an entire new lineup, and that means calling up a new team of kittens, all rookies, to help pull his sleigh to where his original nine cats are trapped. Will these nine new kittens be up to the task of saving Christmas?
2: You don't have names for him. I gave you guys a nine-name opportunity.
0: Andrew, I gave you (laughs) say a new cracker figurine.
2: really this this, it is not the run that i was expecting to have on this title
0: okay i literally have a list of uh 27 cat words related (laughs) words that i was trying to work into the only one that i didn't really use was i had written down gold frankincense and purr at one point but i couldn't figure out how to work work that one in (laughs) but more than once i sat here and stared at the names of the reindeer and was like can i turn any of these into cat?" puns and i really <laughs> i really couldn't find a way to turn comet into something that wasn't already a cat like comet is already a cat you like could be a cat name mm-hmm. yeah
1: if I, you I, couldn't do it it's because it literally cannot be
2: done i mean i yeah so i don't, I don't fault what- you for not for not equating directly to the reindeer i was just expect expecting like a a you know a jingle paw or yeah. a um uh okay you want to hear, hear the horse names from last um, year okay last year <laughs> when we had the
0: 12 days of christmas free reign the 12 days of christmas i uh gave you Ho- here uh yeah i had um uh, Let's see. Shadow Wreath the Inspired has called <laughs> on 11 horses to join her in refusing Elgorth's summons Yulefire the Mighty, Tinsel Sage the Wise, Dusk Elf the Spy, Dragon Drum the Constant, Candlebane the Champion, Ivy Elder the Watchful, Carol Rage the Unsung, Garland Dire the Scourge, Angel Light the Pure, Bell Steel the Steady, and Jingle Hoof the Rhythmic. I thought it was Jingle Hoof the Mighty. I almost read I thought that. it was
2: Jingle Hoof the Mighty. I think you read off mm-hmm. Jingle Hoof the Mighty last year. Yeah, I, I would like to I would like to request
0: that the jury
1: discount great <laughs> that, that puns reading. from last year. Yes, that reading. Horse names. Does not count. Horse names from last year do not make a better pitch.
0: Okay, a, a, this is sorry this the jury year? to Consider that I literally sat here with the word "spay and neuter" open in one window as I scan through a list of Christmas decorations in another tab on my thing, trying to say how can I work "spay and neuter" into one of these.
1: Yes, but then I would I would remind the jury that they, uh, the judge, I don't mm-hmm. know, I, I'm this, I, I don't know who <laughs> the, I'm the judge to and right jury, now. the judge and jury, is supposed to think about what they would rather watch mm-hmm it's not it, uh, it's, which it's Todd's one has the YouTube best video times. it's Todd's YouTube video Todd's got a 2-0 <laughs> lead Ugh. what's the real story of the nine kittens of Christmas
2: oh the real story uh uh cat lovers Zachary and Marilee Marilee it's M-A-R-I-L-E-E but but Marilee <laughs> um that's a name we drawn... have heard yet. Are thrown back together at Christmas when they're tasked with finding homes for a litter of adorable kittens. That's all I've got, except for the fact that Zachary is played by Brandon Ralph. Brandon what? Ralph. Superman. Superman uh, himself. That's a wow. career turn.
0: Interesting. I mean, he's he's working, so yeah, can't knock it.
2: I, I mean, he, he's been on seasons and seasons of stuff on the CW lately.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh man, I really thought I had that one,
2: including reprising his role as Superman. Um, yeah, so that's a two-zero lead for Todd. All right, how many of these do we have? Seven, eight. Well, the uh, well, we're doing the, the, the sister, sister swap, swap goes together. Yeah, that's a single. It's a single okay, unit. Okay,
0: so that's gonna be an extra long summary for me because I wrote a summary for both of those. Just word of warning: that's not me going Dreamlord crazy okay, on you yep, like I did uh, one. Yet. All
2: right, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. No, that that's fair. It's All clearly right, a two, a, it, it's clearly a sibling film or set of films.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with the Santa Stakeout.
2: Okay, you're going to win this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. It's, uh, it's black and white, this film. Okay, so in black and white, the camera pans across an office. We see in reverse the letters that are across the glass window on the door. Ginger Carol, private eye. A shadowy shadowy shape appears on the other side of the glass and, and taps against it. We cut to the desk, where the harsh light and shadows from blinds splash across a small elf woman. Come in, she calls out, before taking a swig from a syrup bottle. The door opens, and a reindeer walks in. What's your name? Ginger asks. That's what I'm here about. The reindeer answers. What do you mean? My name is the mystery. How so? I've got a missing D. What does that mean? Well, sometimes I'm Donner, sometimes I'm Donder. I need to know who I really am. (laughs) Ginger takes the case and what follows is a Christmas noir mystery that goes all the way to the top. The big man. They're staking out Santa. But the tale doesn't end there as Ginger and Donner slash Donder discover that Santa's magic is born out of interdimensional travel and the Donner-Donder confusion is a result of reality slippage that threatens the very fabric of the multiverse. <laughs> How will Donner-Donder resolve his existential crisis and indeed the very existential crisis he represents for all reality? <laughs> wow.
2: What what was the detective's name again?
0: Uh, Ginger, what was her last? Ginger Carroll. That's pretty good. All right. Ginger Carroll, private eye. Okay.
1: So I'll be honest. This is the one that I opened up and uh, and realized that I actually had not
0: finished writing this. <laughs> no, no, Todd, I need you to tell me some more about how bad this one's going to be. <laughs> Can you... <laughs> really lead in, dose that up a little more. Just
1: okay, what I will tell it. you is this: the Santa Stakeout is a Netflix true crime miniseries that tells the story of how the Chicago PD brought down one of that city's most notorious crime bosses, the head of the Xmas Gang, by planting detectives as store Santas all across the city. Uh, the Xmas gang had been stealing from Salvation Army buckets and department store tip jars, and the only way that the case could be cracked was by planting detectives uh, as store Santas all through the city, and uh, and so you get the crime side of it, but you also get these Chicago detectives really uh, getting their hearts melted by little kids that come and sit on their laps and tell them
2: about documentary entry. Yes. That's what I got. Okay. Uh, The, the real Santa stakeout Tanya is a police detective who is reluctantly partnered with fellow detective Ryan to solve a recent string of heists taking place during high profile holiday parties around town. They go undercover as newlyweds Tasha and Rupert. I don't know why they needed to change their names, but they did apparently. Um, (laughs) Moving into the vacant house next to Mister Miller, the jovial chair of the community's Christmas committee and the prime suspect in the case, as Tanya and Ryan partake in the neighborhood's holiday happenings to keep up appearances and crack the case, they get swept up in Christmas. Before they know it, their cover story as a couple in love starts to become reality. I that one Who really could have just imagined. That one really starts to, like, give it away. It's not like, could it lead to more than, yeah. than just play <laughs> no, acting? No, no, it's it like, it's <laughs> like, it's going to be romantic, guys. Yeah. Yeah. What a shocker. Um, this one's to Joe. Yes, i gin- back gin- in it. Ginger, ginger Carol and the case of the. the I liked it. Donner, Donder. I, I was picturing it, like, being written as, like, Donner, and then there's, like, parentheses with a D inside. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don. I didn't do that, but I like it. Yes.
2: <laughs> that, um, that's
0: how I should have done it, but
2: yeah, so the Santa stakeout for Joe. So uh, uh, he's mounting a comeback, clearly.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm one to two now.
2: Well, I was
1: shocked that I had a two-zero lead, so
0: hi. <laughs> <laughs> your YouTube uh summary. Huh? <laughs> Still, still. Not, not my favorite one. I've lost to. <laughs> it's a YouTube compilation of
2: cats doing <laughs> Christmas stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I could picture it so easily. It 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 evoked so clearly an image in my mind. Sorry, Don't ever. Judge. Don't ever use two
1: words to say what uh, what one word would would, uh, would it was suffice a very, to say.
0: Very Hemingway-esque iceberg theory yes. style of summarizing <laughs> there.
2: Yeah, Joseph. Maybe next time you won't you won't give up on naming nine kittens when I give you the chance to name nine <laughs> kittens. They didn't have to be reindeer puns. They could have been anything Christmassy. Okay. All right. I'm
0: gonna. Next year, you got something coming. I don't know what <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get a run. All right. It's time for the sister swap. All right. Okay, and so you're going to read off both summaries.
1: Well, mine's just one summary,
2: which is which is the real one. There's not a clear distinction between which one is hometown holiday or sister in the city. Although I think it's going to be clear which sister is doing is doing which swapping. I, I think it's called
0: Christmas in the city, not sister in the city. Oh,
2: that's right. Sorry. Christmas in the city.
0: Okay.
1: So, uh, so the, f- the films are called Sister Swap, A Hometown Holiday, and then the, the other one is called Sister Swap, Christmas in the City. So the Sister Swap films are actually not two uh, uh, D- Disney Channel original movies, which is what exa- exactly what they sound like they, they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather, uh, it's an experimental work in independent filmmaking. So these are two films that tell the same story, but from two different points of view. And this is the story. Uh, which is not in any way related to any other story that's ever been written or made into movies with uh, – anyway. Uh, When Holly Holly and Noel meet at summer camp, they realize that they are actually identical twins separated at birth by their parents, (laughs) whose unhealthy love for Christmas actually led to their divorce not long after their girls were born. While at camp, the twins make plans to switch places for an entire year – so that they can each get to know the other's uh, parent. Noelle, raised by her country-loving mother, travels to the big city to spend the entire, uh, the entire year with her city slicker father, and Holly travels to the country to be with her mother. It all call- culminates in the girls finally teaching their parents the true meaning of Christmas and switching back into their regular places the following summer.
0: The end. That was, that was really original, Todd. Thank you. <laughs> 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 It felt absolutely inevitable. (laughs) Noelle and Holly. All right. Well, I have twin sisters, Holly and Ivy. (laughs) 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 Who... Who were inseparable while growing up, but since college, they've gone separate ways. Holly followed her dreams to big urban city while uh, while Ivy lives back home in small rural town. Holly has a job as big shot executive at nameless finance, real estate development law firm, while (laughs) Ivy is helping her mother keep the family's artisanal bakery, family owned bookstore, local florist, seasonal Christmas tree lot, small trinket shop afloat after their father died an unstated amount of time ago from never mentioned causes when her mother says her christmas wish would be to spend more time with holly the sisters hatch a plan to swap places for the week before christmas but not tell their mom so it's a surprise on christmas morning holly will come to small rural town and pretend to be ivy Ivy will go to big urban city and pretend to be holly holly meets up with ivy in small rural town gives her a detailed list of what she needs to do in big urban city which isn't actually much because she worked to stay ahead so her sister wouldn't mess anything up <laughs> while taking over her high power exec job
2: now um <coughs> I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. Real quick, can I just ask? If if the mom's only in one place, couldn't a big high-powered executive just take some time off?
0: Nope. Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> nope. 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 <clears throat> I was hoping no one would ask that question. <laughs> I'm not even done with the submarine. and you're already there. <laughs> But you know what? There's lots of questions about these kinds of movies that maybe just it's better not to ask. All right. So Ivy is off and Holly assumes her identity on her first day in the family shop. She's surprised to find the oven on the fritz. Her mom says that the town handyman said he'd get to it, but he's so busy. Who knows when that will be? Well, Ivy may take that, but Holly will not. She finds the number for the handyman service and leaves a stern message about the service they expect. Within the hour, a young, attractive handyman named Chris arrives. (laughs) He says he just got in town to help out his uncle, who's been having trouble keeping up with all the uh, the tasks because he's getting a little older uh chris thanks her for her message because he wasn't sure what the most pressing need was in town but she made it clear what it was they flirt a lot they go on a date chris reveals that his dream job is to be an actor in new york he wants to be on a law and order type show not as a star but just as a murder victim or someone who finds a murder victim but he's never been ready to leave his small town and go to the big city like his brother dave did holly wants to reveal to him that she's from the big city but doesn't know how to reveal that she's lied about her identity all right here's christmas in the city In big urban city, Ivy pretends to be Holly, but she's mostly amazed by everything she sees and the sights and sounds of the city. She loves passing by a musician in the subway and leaves him a tip. On the next day, she chats with him for a minute while waiting for the train. On the third day, she misses her train because she talks with him and then they go on a date. His name is Nick. He's from a small town, but he came to big urban city <laughs> to chase his dreams. He's tired of the city, but he's worried he'll look like a failure to his family, especially his brother. If he goes back home, he assumes Ivy must love the city and she wants to tell him that she likes, uh, she likes it, but really her heart is back in small urban, uh, town, but she doesn't know how to reveal that she's been lying to him this whole time. She's telling him, she tells him that she is going back to small urban town to spend Christmas with her family. And he says, he's going to the same small urban town to spend the holidays with his brother and his, uncle they decide to travel together when they get there Ivy and Holly go home tell their mom about the swap they did everyone's delighted of course there's no weird questions about this then they talk about the men they went on (laughs) dates with and they realize the men are brothers they invite them over for Christmas party and reveal that they switched places everyone forgives everyone about the deceit they all realize that people can live anywhere for any number of reasons and nobody should create a sense of moral or ethical or intellectual or social (laughs) or economic superiority because someone lives in one place and someone else lives in another the end
2: Man. It was exceptionally thorough, actually. It was really <laughs> thorough.
0: <laughs> I want to give a a shout out to my daughter, Lizzie, because I said, what what are the jobs in Hallmark movies? Because she's been watching a few, and she gave me a few of those. L- uh, law firm, <laughs> executive. Yes.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, you leaned into that All one. Right. That, was, that was thorough.
2: All right. I have here the actual blurb for Sister Swap, Hometown Holiday, and Sister Swap Christmas in the City. In these interconnected movies, Jennifer and Meg Swift are sisters who couldn't be closer despite living hours apart. Jennifer is in Salt Lake City, running a successful restaurant she started with her late husband and raising her teenage son, Simon. Meg stayed in their hometown of Hazelwood, helping their parents run the local bakery. There's clearly no similarities to Joseph's actual... (laughs) pitch so far <laughs> this christmas is the family's first since the passing of uncle dave who owned the... joseph was one of your characters named dave yeah.
0: no uh, yeah i think it was chris and... was it chris and dave
2: I, was I'm it not... was These it chris and, to chris and nick? Oh, nick oh it was nick yes. Yeah, okay um this christmas is the family was an first... uncle though yeah there was an uncle since the passing of uncle dave who owned the town's beloved theater the madison where many memories were made over the years When Jennifer and Simon return home for the holiday, they become wistful for one more Christmas at the Madison, despite that it's for sale and in need of repairs. Meanwhile, Meg is helping Jennifer's restaurant staff in Salt Lake prepare for a Christmas competition among local restaurants with the winner earning money for the charity of its choice. With the sisters switching cities leading up to the holiday, they find a new sense of purpose and discover what they both truly need in life and in love.
0: Wow. Okay. That was a you found a real description for that
2: one. <laughs> that was also very thorough. Oh, wow. uh, all right, this is probably a bad sign. Todd, remind me what yours was. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was uh not related at all to
1: the parent trap, but oh, it right. was that's about right. two twins <laughs> who meet at summer, at camp, summer camp. camp and then decide to switch places. Mm. But the cool thing is that the it, it's actually just the same story told from two different points of view that's Mm. that's the thing that makes it really really unique right and the fact (laughs) that the parents actually don't fall in love and get back together the good the kids just help their parents to find some happiness and then they move on with their lives so it's not the same story it's not even
2: close uh joseph wins this round so it's tied up yeah this is could have uh, seen that coming i I, (laughs) i will say this is i think only worth one point it is not worth two points right
0: no no that that's fair okay wait how many do we have left then we're all square oh, we three. three left At three least, left there's
2: three left
1: it's a whole new ball game it's all right all right
0: i am gonna do maps and mistletoe i'm going first right yeah okay. yeah you're up. <laughs> Just remembering okay <clears throat> it's december 1985 Susie's a big-time reader in elementary school. She's in it for the personal pan pizzas at Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> she just turned in her list of five books and got her coupon. She puts on her Reeboks, sticks her coupon in her fanny pack, and hops on her Miami Miss BMX bike. She stops at her best friend Billy's house. He throws on his van, sticks his coupon in his denim jacket, and hops on his huffy dirt dog bike, and they <laughs> head to the hut. Once there, they open their pizzas, and on the inside of each box is half a Christmas treasure map. Put together, it makes one whole treasure map. This is an era when kids could disappear for hours on end, and as long as they showed up sometime, their parents didn't care. So they do the only natural thing. They follow this Christmas map to their town dump through the sewers To a lollipop forest across the Wassel River. Over the candy cane drawbridge into Santa's workshop. There they find piles of Care Bears, Cabbage Patch Kids, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Teddy Ruxpin, and Atari game systems. This is all it takes to make kids happy. As they revel in the toys they found, they shout out and wonder that this is just like Toys R Us. The credits roll and reveal that this was a Saturday morning cartoon jointly made by Pizza Hut, Colico, Hasbro, Mattel, Parker Brothers, Kenner, Atari, and (laughs) Toys R Us. The end. (laughs) Uh, I recently did a research project on that era of Saturday morning cartoons when they became commercials uh, for, (laughs) for, for toy lines after some loosening of federal regulations. That's what inspired this pitch.
1: Nice. Okay. Maps and mistletoe. Mary works for the National Geological Survey, making carefully detailed maps of the United States. She's meticulous and fastidious, knows every inch of the country. But all that changes when she's assigned to conduct an actual survey of Old Route 6, which uh, predates Route 66 and is populated with off-the-grid towns running from Donner Lake, California, to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Her partner on this journey is Joseph Carpenter, an easygoing, square-jawed Christmas lover, who helps Mary to see that the world is not just about identifying the names of the streets and the landmarks. It's made up of people with stories and hopes and dreams. Will Joseph and Mary find love as they make their way to Bethlehem? all right,
2: the authentic maps in mistletoe uh Amelia Martin, a cartographer of school maps, which I don't know what that is a cartographer,
0: cartographer of, of
2: school? school maps a cartographer of school maps
1: does she make like the like the the outline maps that the kids have to color in and draw the draw the river and Mark the capital of the like a coloring book? Yeah, she makes I, coloring book maps. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Seems pretty pretty generous to call that a cartographer. A cartographer of school maps. But like, or is it like she makes the maps that they like have in the schools, like the 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 pull-down map at the whiteboard? Like she makes those. But I oh. think that's really a printing job, not a cartographer. Yeah. Like they don't have to re- Assess the she's map every like, time they... She's, like, sailing the seven seas with an
1: astrolabe <laughs> so that she can make
2: them. Oh, man. But she's Wait, a cartographer of school maps. Okay. Anyway, um, she has plans for a cozy Christmas at home until her boss has a last-minute project for her, designing a novelty treasure map of the North Pole. I don't know Wait. that a cartographer really needs... Like, I think that might be overqualified. Amelia decides to seek out the expertise of North Pole explorer Drew Campbell, who reluctantly agrees to help her. As the two work closely, they discover more than either of them ever expected.
1: This makes no sense. (laughs) She she has to draw a circle with a candy cane striped pole at the top of it. That's what a novelty map of the North
2: Pole looks like. Novelty treasure map.
1: (laughs) Jeez. It's just to find and a so North she, Pole
2: Explorer. She, so she goes to the, I assume, local North Pole Explorer, <laughs> who is reluctant, but is like, sure, yeah. fine, you can have my North Pole expertise. To make your novelty <laughs> map? If it's this wins... a protection map, even. <laughs> oh. Worst. Oh, man. And I assume she's doing this novelty map. I think, like by cartographer of school maps. I'm not a hundred percent short because all I have is this summary and a picture. I Andrew, think yours she beats
0: mine. I'm going to be so upset.
2: I think <laughs> she died. works at the school and her <laughs> boss is the principal and says for all the kids at school, we want a novelty treasure no. map. This, this is the worst. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't either. This, this is why this one's actually in here is because I could not grok this summary. I just okay. couldn't figure it out. Um, so Joseph had the Saturday morning cartoon, and Todd had the Road to Bethlehem. Todd, I,
0: Andrew, before you 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 say who who gets the <laughs> point? W- would you have liked mine more if I'd done the full like retrospective article about how this was <laughs> funded by those toy companies? No, I hate you. I hate retrospective
2: the articles. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the retrospective articles can go with the uh, can can go with the uh, <laughs> the documentaries. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> those are like my least favorites every year both of those okay. um but it, it todd's road to bethlehem just because i kind of oh, like the road trip uh oh no the the I'm road trip like across the united states at christmas time that sounds great
0: you know where, where i went wrong i've just realized i should have set this in 1995 for andrew's nostalgia button ah. it, that would
2: have helped <laughs> You were off by a decade. Because when you were describing yeah. the 80s fashion, I was like, that's not the fashion I associate with pan pizzas. So with maps and Mistletoe going to Todd, there's two left. Todd has a lead three three to two, correct? That means if I win one of
1: the next two. You're, you're the winner. Then I'm the winner. Yeah. A oh Christmas boy. victory.
2: <sighs> yeah. No pressure as you kick. No no pressure, as Todd has the next pick.
1: Okay. Candy Cane Candidate tells the story of how Rudolph Blitzen changed the world by running for president on a platform of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Uh, before his adventure started... Uh, Rudy was managing the city of Christmas Cove, Maine, the happiest city on earth, where people treat each other with kindness and respect. Impressed by Rudy's ability to run a city in a way that encourages goodwill, his best friend Joy Pine registers him as a candidate for the U.S. presidency without his knowledge. When Rudy finds out about uh, about what Joy has done... Uh, He insists that uh, he doesn't want to do it, but she insists that he's the man for the job. What ensues is a David versus Goliath adventure in which Rudy, nicknamed the Candy Cane Candidate, convinces a hurting nation that we can solve any problem if we approach it with goodwill and a spirit of peace. And maybe there's a little romance in it for Joy and Rudy.
0: All right. Candy Cane Candidate. In Candyland, there's an emergency runoff election for the position of Duke of Swirl after Mr. Mint retired midterm from the position. The election turns nasty as Lord Licorice tries to stuff the ballot box in his favor. Princess Lolly is having none of this, however, and enlists Queen Frostine to help ensure a fair and equitable election. King Candy just sits this all out as he views the Duke of Swirl as a powerless honorary position within the hierarchy. (laughs) An impassioned speech by Mr. Jolly shames Lord Licorice for attempting to subvert Candyland's blend of hereditary monarchy and democratic elections. Despite a smear campaign led by Licorice's lackey Spidora, the people are moved by Jolly's good spirit and his filibuster speech, and they elect him as the Duke of Swirl. I'm sorry. I just suddenly had the image of Mr. (laughs) Mr. Jolly as uh, Mr. Smith and (laughs) Jimmy Stewart. And Mr. Smith goes to Washington.
2: (laughs) Filibustering.
0: (laughs) I love that movie. (laughs) So good. That's my candy cane candidate, Andrew. What is the real candy
2: cane candidate? The real candy cane candidate. Natural born leader Julia returns to her hometown of North Falls for Christmas to drown her sorrows in eggnog, cookies and yuletide after her recent political campaign for city council ended in a landslide loss. It's the perfect place for Julia's holiday escape until she realizes coming home means running into her old high school rival, Parker, the arrogant know-it-all who beat her in a race for senior class president. (laughs) When the North Falls mayor resigns, the town holds an emergency election and and Julia and Parker find themselves once again facing off. But as Julia and Parker campaign their way through the Christmas season and plan a toy drive together, Julia begins to see a different side of Parker and the ice between them slowly begins to thaw. As their political race comes to a head, Julia and Parker discover winning isn't everything.
0: Now, (laughs) so I can understand drowning your sorrows in eggnog, but did you say she drowned her sorrows in Yuletide?
2: eggnog cookies and yuletide what yes that, I is, that is the sentence
0: <laughs> I is think wonderful. it's a,
2: I mean it's already a mer- metaphorical drowning I think the fact that some of it is no longer like liquid to be drowned in I I think that suits the metaphor as aptly as anything
0: this, I don't know that it does but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the opposite of suiting the metaphor <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but it's all right you, you didn't write that I'm, I'm not trying to knock you your your reading of it i just kind of caught on that
2: um huh. okay so we have rudy for president with todd and we have the candy land yeah, M- Mr.
0: Jolly running for Duke of Swirl against Lord Licorice.
2: Yeah, M- Mr. Jolly goes to Candyland. Mm-hmm, um, yes. <laughs> Mr. Jolly goes to Candyland. It's going to go to Todd, which I know gives him the win.
0: I think I should I, I should get two points for my, my uh, <laughs> sister swap, and we're tied. <laughs> or no, I, I can at least tie it if I win this next one. <laughs> that's what I'm going to advocate for. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, we're not going to try
0: and force a tie.
2: We're not going <laughs> to skip the next one. <laughs> I
0: know. Uh, it's all right. I, 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 I wasn't wild about my candy cane uh, candidate <laughs> summary. <laughs> I did have a lot of research about Candyland, though. You,
1: I, you did. I'm, I'm always impressed by your level of research. This, I, oh, you don't even know what's
0: coming for this last one. This last one was my deep dive. I haven't oh, hit my wow. deep dive yet. Okay. I
2: do have a question. Yeah. Um. Oh, a yeah, quibble with the real candy cane candidate. And I thought this was going to be your complaint. I suspect that if you've just returned to your hometown after mm-hmm. failing to make I city, of, city you're council, council that, you're not answer, gonna be... that you're not going to be on the ballot, the ballot for the emergency mayoral election.
0: There may be yeah. some like,
2: residency requirements I, that have yeah. just been,
0: you know, not achieved.
2: I think like an out-of-towner probably shouldn't become mayor. Immediately and, and probably in the, in the emergency, barred
0: from became, becoming mayor.
2: Isn't there like a deputy mayor? Is there is there immediate backup for mayor?
0: I think it's gonna. This is gonna vary from city uh, to city, and yeah,
2: because yeah, some cities have like the strong city council and the the weak mayor, and some have the opposite. And mm-hmm. I don't understand local politics very much.
0: <laughs> All right, we are saving my favorite. <laughs> summary for last i think it's probably gonna be worth two three points
2: <laughs> can, can i tell you right now this is the yeah. shortest real summary of the whole night okay i have All one right. sentence for for the christmas house to deck those halls yeah so th- this is a sequel this is the christmas
0: house to deck those halls um and this is a sequel to cinna holla flicks pluses surprise hit the christmas house and uh, it continues the story of the characters that viewers fell in love with the previous year. It's 1855 and Joe Kelly is recovering from the longest bare knuckled boxing bout in history. That was the finale of the previous film. His championship win earned him enough money to make a down payment for him and his new wife, Christine, to purchase a new home just in time for Christmas. We see them celebrate their first Christmas there. We jump ahead about a year, and we see Christine is pregnant. Joe has quit boxing at his wife's request and is trying to earn a living as a dock worker, but a promoter, Clive, keeps trying to pull him back in. Joe keeps refusing, but the, but Clive keeps offering him more money to fight again. As Christmas nears, two brothers who work at the docks with Joe, Jack, and Julian Hall, find out that he was a famous prize fighter. They begin harassing him, egging him on to fight them, but he refuses. Fighting days are behind him. After several days of this, Jack knocks uh, Joe down and Julian kicks him. Joe jumps up and shoves uh, Jack, who knocks down a stack of crates, domino style, and causes a huge amount of wreckage on the docks. They're all fired. Clive hears about what what is happening. He promises a huge prize if Joe will fight one of the Hall brothers. Near Christmas, Christine gives birth to a baby girl, Noelle, but she's sick and they need money for her medicine. Joe asks Christine for permission to fight one more time. He promises he can win. She says he can do whatever he needs to for the family. Joe goes to the promoter, Clive, and asks how big the prize will be if he fights both Halls at once. Clive says if he can have a week to promote a two-on-one fight, it will be the biggest prize in bare-knuckle boxing history. The fight will happen on Christmas Eve. The doctor, eager to see joe fight again treats baby noelle on credit trusting that joe's gonna win this prize money and be able to pay him joe does a week of old-timey training set to the pulsing beat of a handbell version of carol of the bells Mm. posters with the phrase can joe kelly deck those halls show up all over (laughs) london as we see them doing jumping jacks and push-ups and shadow boxing then he has a match two men against one Kelly starts strong, then it looks like he's overwhelmed by numbers and is knocked down. He's struggling to rise up, but as he's being countered out, he remembers his wife and daughter, and he gets up looking fresher than when the match began. The Halls look at each other nervously. As, a Victor- as Victorian carolers perform Jingle Bells, we see a slow motion uppercut take out Julian Hall. Jack Hall hits Joe with a low blow, but Joe doesn't even react. Jack is now freaking out, and as we hear the Victorian carolers sing Jingle All The Way, as a finale of the song, Joe hits him with a right cross, and in slow-mo, Jack's face is spun around to the Camera as he collapses to the ground joe kelly spins a happy christmas with christine as he and his daughter noelle both recuperate the end 200 words i went a little longer on this one <laughs> uh and i know. read up a lot on the history of bare knuckle boxing in england <laughs> and also victorian <laughs> and is joe is
1: joe played by russell crowe in this movie uh
0: he may be uh <laughs> but uh joe kelly uh, um does have the record for the longest bare knuckle fight at six hours and 15 minutes, oh uh, in, uh, December, 1855 went wow. 17 rounds. So
1: <laughs> that's, that's that was the, uh,
0: the inspiration. I think I, I moved a few things around cause I did want it to be in London and I think he was in Australia. So I just kind of, you know, shifted that. Christmas. And that's, uh, Christmas House 2, Deck Those Halls. <laughs> really? This was all inspired by the phrase, Deck Those Halls. I'm like, how can I work with Deck Those Halls?
1: I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm uh, impressed. And if I hadn't already won, I would complain more about the length of that really great story <laughs> that you just told. On <laughs> but since I've already
0: won, I'll let it slide.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Christmas House 2, Deck I, Those I think at Halls. I this
0: Todd, uh, you just need to accept that. One of mine a year is going to just blow <laughs> our word limit out of the water. <laughs> <clears throat> okay.
1: Christmas House 2 is a follow-up to that hit sensation, The Christmas House. A feature-length film uh, that tells the story of how Gentleman Chris and Peppermint found true love while participating in a Terrace House-style reality show that followed the lives of three single guys, the aforementioned Gentleman Chris Green Sleeves, and Jolly Nick, and three single ladies, Peppermint, Santa Baby, and Jill, as they play their way through the holiday season in the Big Apple.
0: And Jill? Yeah. Okay.
1: In Christmas House 2, Gentleman Chris and Peppermint have been replaced by Jackety Jack Frost and Jingle All the Way, and the producers really pushed the envelope by hiring all of the contestants to work as Christmas decorators in high-end stores in London. So it's a movie... About reality TV show people on a Terrace House style reality show. Mm-hmm. That's my pitch.
0: Dad, I think it's a good thing you've already won.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think so too.
2: <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready? Ready. Yeah. I assume this makes more sense if you've seen the first Christmas house. Uh the Mitchell brothers compete to see who can create the best Christmas house. <laughs> <laughs> that it, I looked to see if I could find more than that, and I could not. <laughs> Man.
0: So it sounds like a reality show, uh, a movie about a reality show. Uh, talk. <laughs> kind of. At least the, the real one.
1: So yeah. Maybe... <laughs> well, see, I know that Andrew likes Terrace House. So I thought
2: that... Didn't you I, say
1: that you really liked Terrace I, House?
2: I, I at least had watched some. That I didn't, you watched it, and stick, you said that you said that was, you liked it. Yeah, it was. it was... I mean, honestly, that was when like my first daughter was born. I can't remember a ton. <laughs> still, only daughter, first child. Well, yes. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so, so when you said terrace, I was like, oh, familiar, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna go to to Joe. Okay, but Todd so still wins. Our final count is three to four, and I lost because
0: of a YouTube cat compilation. <laughs> yes, you do. Kind of. It's, uh, all right. it's all right. Merry Christmas. That's fine. I'm not going to I'm not going to remember this
2: <laughs> next year. Yeah. Joseph, could you tell us what the current record is year to year? I don't. Oh, I cannot. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to
0: assume this is Todd's first win and it's now 6-1 overall. I think you're, but, right. Uh, you're probably right. I can't I can't verify that. <laughs> I mean, uh, <sighs> every year I go in,
1: I come in just brimming with confidence and then I'm, I'm, my hopes are dashed when you
0: destroy me. <laughs> if I can set aside my, you know, false bravado, uh, I'm pretty sure Todd has the, the overall record too, but I'm not wanting to verify that. So if any not, listener knows, it's not about get, wins and losses. It's yeah, about you, you, the you Christmas get, spirit. Yes. Yeah. and, and proving that Hallmark isn't the only place that can make up a whole bunch of new Christmas stories every year. <laughs> That's true. Every year, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, and it's like, well, you know what? There's more being made than ever before, so someone's doing it. That's we right. We need to do this too.
1: And then inspiration comes, and you go, "This is a YouTube compilation of cats." <laughs>
0: oh man. <clears throat> Well, Todd, thank you for coming back for our annual Christmas tradition. It has been an absolute pleasure, as always. Andrew, I accept your ruling. Thank you. Bitterly. (laughs) But I I accept it. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thank you for downloading and listening. And uh if you do happen to ever go back and re-listen to our Christmas specials, let us know. Cause like I said, that was one of the, the greatest delights I've ever received was that message from listener Megan telling me that she was re-listening to some of our old episodes. Uh that is gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all of the other great dueling genre shows, you can go to duelinggenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. we'd really like to thank Scott talked to you, who composed our theme music. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story. So long. So long.
2: With pan pizzas?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Just now, I I um I elbowed my mic stand. <laughs> Is your it. mic
1: stand a gong? <laughs> no, there's oh. a. It's it the
0: spring. Yeah, he bumps the spring <laughs> it's on a it.
1: Fucking gong, like you're
0: calling <laughs> for the butler or something. <laughs> I, I can't hear whatever you're hearing,
2: so. Yeah, Joseph has uh, no idea except when it sneaks into the the episode because I can't remove it. It sounds like a gong. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good descriptor. Um. Okay, so uh, that one went to... You're going to need a clean edit.